Listener Production. This podcast contains general information only and doesn't take into account your personal financial situation or goals. Hi, I'm Sophie Tymon and this is The Clever Way Home, the podcast that simplifies the home buying process. Saving money is an important step in the journey of home ownership, but it isn't always easy to do. I personally had around $30,000 worth in savings. The COVID pandemic definitely changed my savings patterns or my spending patterns, which increased the amount that I could save. The urge to just spend that on stupid things was immense. We needed a plan, so we set up a spreadsheet with all of our expenses listed. We worked out how much money we'd have left over. I definitely had to change my spending habits 100%. I personally moved in with in-laws. Now it's a six-month journey, but it was the best decision that we made. You have to make a bunch of sacrifices and it can be challenging when you see all of that money just sitting there. I get it. That money could do a lot of online shopping. Nicole Hayes from Great Southern Bank joins me for this episode to talk about the various tools and strategies to make saving for your home less of a struggle. Hi, Nicole. Welcome back. Thanks for having me again, Sophie. It's great to be back. It's an absolute pleasure. So today we're going to be touching on tips for saving. I know. It's very exciting, isn't it? I have no idea which direction this is going to go in because can I just say I tried every tip under the sun to try and assist with my savings. Yep. Some worked, some didn't work. Absolutely. It's really trial and error. Absolutely. What works for one person isn't going to necessarily work for someone else. Exactly. I've got mum in one ear telling me to do this. I've got dad in the other telling me this. And then I've got my sisters and my partners. And you really just need to figure it out for yourself. The best way I would say I started actually really feeling my savings was when I moved out of my rental and I moved into the in-laws. Oh, so you moved back home to save money for your deposit. I did. I did. And look, I never thought that the day would come. You know, being 28, I thought I was going to stand on my own two feet. But you know what? I am so happy that I did that. Yeah. And look, sometimes you do need to take a step back. And as much as what you want to be independent and be out there and you know, show mum and dad and your family that you can do it. Sometimes it does help to move back and save money for that deposit for the house. Absolutely. And it's just so much money that goes in towards a rental, particularly in Sydney. I grew up in Queensland. So going from a rental property there to down here, it was a very big change for me. So I was pretty much not saving while being in a rental property. Yeah, look, and that's something that we do here a lot of times, that it is hard to save while you are in a rental property. It's how you make it work, you know. Sometimes I say to a lot of customers who come in and ask about tips on saving and how do I get that deposit, if you get the opportunity to move back to mum and dad's or family or somewhere where you get to pay notional board, like just a small amount of money to contribute to the bills and the running of the household, you know, I then sit there and say, well, have a look at what mortgage repayments are. If I gave you a loan for 500000 what would your repayments be? You know, on 2.19% interest rate at the moment, you're looking at a repayment of $437 a week. Could you imagine if you saved that over 12 months? That's over $22,000 that you'd save just by living back at home. But it's also preparing you for when you do have that mortgage. Exactly. I would always look at what we were spending on rent and I thought, is that what our home loan's going to feel like? If you can put that same amount away, you'd be surprised on actually how much you would save. 
So do financial institutions have any tools that can help me save? Yeah, there are. So it comes down to reaching out to your individual financial institution and just seeing what they can offer you under their suite of products. Here at Great Southern Bank, we actually have what's called the boost. The boost automatically transfers a small amount of money into your savings account every time you hit your debit card. So could you imagine going and buying a coffee every day or multiple coffees every day and every time you tap your card, money's going into that savings account. I was just going to say, it's not one coffee, it's three, maybe four sometimes. Yeah. That's amazing. Imagine money going into your savings account each time you tap that card. But it's not just about that. We also have other tools such as the Vault, which the Vault is just a way to hide your savings account. It just avoids your temptation by not having the account there visible for you. You've still got access to it, but it just means that your savings are growing in the background. So it's like an out of sight, out of mind concept. Absolutely, it is. But of course, if you're banking with another financial institution, always speak with them and see what tools they have available to help you on your savings journey. I've actually done something similar before in the past where I have put money into an account that I have no access to and I can only see it if I request it. I completely forgot about it for about three months. So when you forget about it for three months, then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, I've saved all this money and I didn't even know I was saving it. It's also a great idea to use those budgeting calculators that you can find online. We have them attached to our website. You can find many calculators and sometimes they're quite surprising and you would see how much you do actually spend Budgeting. Oh my gosh. Mm. I hated every minute of it. That was something that I actually found really difficult. Knowing that I had the money in account sitting there and I've split it out, I'm thinking, you know, that's my savings. This is what I'm spending. It was still there and it was still accessible. So one thing that I really found was putting it into account that my, you know, tap and go card didn't have accessibility to really helped. Look, there's heaps of other ways, obviously, that you can budget too. You say that there's calculators, so that really helps. We tried a spreadsheet. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We tried to put our own spreadsheet together. We really broke down what we were spending and what we needed in our savings account that was just automatically going to get withdrawn. So, you know, car repayments and things like that. It's yep. easy to have a look at, okay, maybe I'm spending $200 just on random things, but hang on, look at all the other things that you sign contracts on that's mm. having money being pulled out. You need to be looking at that as well. It's actually an eye-opener when you sit down. If you sat down and worked out every single dollar that you spent for the last two weeks, you'd be surprised. It's scary, right? The amount of money I spend on food, that was my big realisation. And I think it is, I'm going to put it down to the fact that you can just tap your card these days. I am tapping left, right and centre. It's a quick coffee. It's a quick sandwich. It's a quick dinner, you know? And that's where most of my spending was going. Like you said, you're just tapping your card these days Mm -hmm. and it's so easy because you don't actually have that physical cash, you know? You used to be able to open your wallet and if you had $20 in there, that's all you could spend. Whereas now you open up, you don't have $20, you've got number of cards. Actually touching on cash, that was one of the strategies we also tried and I actually didn't mind using it. Is that something that you recommend, you know, pulling out the cash so you can physically see it and feel it in your wallet? Absolutely. Like if you walk down the road and you didn't have your card on you or you didn't have your phone on you, but you had $10 cash and that's all you had, you'd make that money work for you, wouldn't you? Whereas if you walk down the road with your card or your phone and you could just tap, chances are that $10 that you've just spent becomes $12, $13, $20 before you know it. So we're obviously highlighting the fact that we've got all these expenses that we're trying to 
limit throughout the savings process. I think the thing that gets unnoticed a lot, which can actually accrue a lot of cost over a period of time, is subscriptions, notably TV subscriptions, Mm. paid TV. Yep. And how many people have multiple? It's not just about having one subscription. It's about having quite a few. That's what I mean. I mean, I'm first to admit I've got three. Yeah. 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 Look, I've got quite a few as well. (laughs) And having, you know, children, then you have the children's subscription. If you're into your sport, you've got your sporting subscriptions and your documentaries. You need to sit down and work out what do you use and what don't you use. And, you know, we're not here to tell you to cut any of your subscriptions down, but I suppose it's more of a realisation in do you need to have all those subscriptions? So it's really just about being realistic. If you're not using it, why pay for it? So that's obviously looking at the smaller things, right? Little subscriptions, a coffee here and there. Going back to the big stuff, I mentioned that obviously I moved out and I moved into with the in-laws for six months, which was fantastic. There's other ways around changing the living arrangements, right, that are going to help with saving. So for yep. example, moving out of an expensive suburb, If you want to remain renting or you don't have access to the in-laws, moving from, you know, the east to maybe out west. Yeah, it comes down to varying factors, you know. Are you living in the most expensive suburb? Is your rent a lot more than, you know, if you were to move 10 minutes the other way? It just comes down to absolutely everything and anything. If we weren't going to be moving to the in-laws, we would have moved away from the ocean a little bit. Even just 10 minutes, as you say, will be cheaper. You look at it too. It depends where you're planning on buying. You know, if you are happy to buy not on the seaside, not with those water views and have, you know, a country lifestyle or, you know, whatever appeases you, try that lifestyle while you're renting and see how the cost difference is for rent. You can always try renting out a room to a friend as well. You know, it just everyone's circumstances and it's what's going to suit you. So in your opinion, if someone wants to get serious about saving, right? They have a timeline. They want to buy a house in, let's say, two years, one year even. Yep. What's the best strategy? Yeah. You know, the first thing that everyone needs to have, they need to have their goal. They need to know exactly how much they want to save. And then it's a matter of working backwards. Say, for example, if someone wants to save, let's say $70,000 over two-year period, we need to work out how much they can afford each week, fortnight, month, however often they get paid and see how we can help them achieve that goal. Well, thank you so much for coming in. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me again. It's been great. For more information on anything you've heard in today's episode or to speak to a home loan specialist, visit greatsouthernbank.com.au forward slash the clever way home. Next time on The Clever Way Home, find out about all the perks that you may be entitled to as a first home buyer. Great Southern Bank acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders past, present and to emerging community leaders. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners and acknowledge the important role Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples continue to play within the communities in which Great Southern Bank operates and where their team members reside. Listener.